Welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros. Ah! I almost had it, too. That joke needs to end. What, like the Jedi? Yes. Welcome back. Speaking to of power. No, you are not allowed. Welcome back to Cuck Hour. I'm your host, Cuckboy Victor Von Doom. Victor, Victor Von Doom. Victor, Victor Von Doom. Speaking of things that are ending, Netflix is going to stop dropping whole seasons at a time pretty soon, and I am very excited for that. Because it's horrible. You have all the bad takes. I, I legit don't care. Yeah. Wow. That's why I say it's a bad takes. It literally doesn't matter. Yeah, no. I've never binged a whole show like that. I've always done like two or three episodes maybe. And then I... just go do something else. I don't have the attention span. I've been to show I've been shows when I was like in high school, but now I I Don't really, lie to me. I can't do that anymore. Don't lie to me. What season of Shameless are you on? I'm still on five. Yeah. No, six. You watch six seasons in like a month. <laughs> that and they're only twelve That's episodes. Close to a binge. Yeah, sure, but it's not like I sat there for a whole weekend and I went through three seasons. That is a hardcore binge. I haven't done that since high school. All right, I'll allow it. And I binge more than one show at a time. So my bad comic that might cost more than a dime. Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time. My name is Jacob. Joined by Spencer and Colin. Hello. Uh, I don't think we fully got out the name of the show because Colin has has the uh, the the random yells every time we try to do it, but it's okay. Dime Comic Bros. Dime Cucky Brothers. <laughs> no. Yes. Somewhere in there, there will be a theme song. But we watched. Fan Four Stick. Fantastic Four. Twenty fifteen versus. Cuck Lord Doom. Sure. Part three. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, You're such an ass today. <laughs> you are such an ass today. Yeah, sure. Um, that's nice, sweetie. Oh my gosh. We need we need mom to be here to slap you in the head. Being an yeah. ass today. So my girlfriend wait, wait, wait. is now your mom. We said this last week. I don't remember this. His dominatrix, you mean. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable by this, actually. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable. The stick that is up Spencer's ass. Yeah, since I know her, it makes me very uncomfortable <laughs> to say that. So, Can uh, we talk about Pit for a stick, please? So, the movie was directed by Josh Trank, who co-wrote the screenplay with Jeremy Slater and Simon Kimberg. Um... It's it's the Fantastic Four, but what if they were like eighteen and it wasn't fun and it was dark? Uh, I had fun. Bit spooky. I had fun. I liked it. I liked the spook. Please explain your hot takes. So it's not a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Okay. It's not a good movie. I agree. Um, I really like the uh, horror and like um, body like body horror. I really liked all that and like how dark and kind of like felt spooky. Um, I liked most of the movie until, like, then we started seeing the thing being a, like, soldier. So literally the entire second half. That's the midway point. I would say that's a little bit further than midway point, but semantics. Uh, it was literally where all three of us, including you, who haven't, hasn't seen it before, went, oh, this is where it gets bad. Yes. Yeah, the movie has a massive time skip in the middle, and it has, like, a couple of cool scenes, and then it just goes into, like, <laughs> And now they're feds. Yeah, so uh, I didn't really real like that, but Doom seemed kind of cool. I wish 
that um, he had his hood on more for for this movie. I thought it was I thought it was cool with elements like that, and I had more fun with this movie than the last two because it hit sweet spots for me, like darker. Uh, it doesn't have to be darker tone, but like the, obviously the body horror, like I said. And like it tickles little parts in your brain. Yes, it tickles little parts in my brain. Yes, yeah. and that's yes, and that's no, for sure. And that's pretty much it. Oh, I agree me. with you. I agree with you on that. It it's more to my liking, but it's definitely worse than the other two. Yes, there's a but, lot of good ideas that just weren't followed up on, and I think or followed through. I think for Mr. Fantastic was actually utilized. He was, pretty, he was pretty, utilized he was more right. in this movie than the other two. Like his powers were. I felt uh, like I, I, like I the, felt like he did more cool actions. That's what I mean. The things he does stand out more. I think they definitely used his powers less. But in general, I think the characterizations were mostly pretty good. Um, freaking um, Miles Teller as Reed uh, is actually pretty convincing. I quite like him. He has the right type of uh, head in cloud dork energy that yes. I, I enjoy. Um, Michael B. Jordan as Johnny is fantastic. There's nothing. Ah! You always say that. I'm sorry. They've bo- both of their human torches have been fucking great. Like, there's, I, I really like that. Ben it seemed very underutilized by the movie, um, but I like the fact that he was a bit more on the subdued side. That's just kind of a preference thing. Um, and Sue was fine, which is better than last time. So I'll give her that. Doom was pretty trash, though. Like, just the characterization it completely misplaces his priorities and his powers, and none of it makes sense, even to the movie's own logic. It just goes completely off the rails. This movie seemed to try to lean into the science-y stuff, but most of it was, like, STEM feeling, so it really just resulted in, like, Hacker Man scenes for the yeah, most part. Yeah, that was pretty bad. The uh, the early 2010, although it came out in 2015, it's, it has, like, the the end days of the the, uh, the Fox X-Men movies, which this was potentially going to cross over with at some point. Oof. Like, the... Yeah, glad that didn't happen. Um, but, like, it had the... They didn't call it the negative zone, when it's clearly supposed to be the negative zone, they're like, Earth zero. Like, it's the... It's literally negative zone. The refusal to a... the It has that, like, distinct ashamedness of being a comic book property, despite the fact that it is already, like, dumb and silly anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, it, the fact that it takes itself so seriously is funny. There's parts of that that I enjoy. Like, the, the body horror stuff, I think... It can be cool. I wouldn't want a whole movie like that. I think that's I think that's mistaking the tone of like the Fantastic Four. But right. for a couple of scenes, it's interesting. Yeah. But like, the they're they're silly characters with weird powers who go on like space adventures and shit. And then it's like, I don't know. The, they try to characterize Doom in the beginning as like, sad like boy a hour. he's like a he would be like a. He, with the stuff he spits off, he sounds like a left-wing anarchist type. And then, like, by the end, he's just like, nah, power. Like, really? really. I just want my own it makes no it to ma- live alone. Yeah, literally. Like, I don't... Apparently, from what I can tell, he, Doom went through the most amount of, like, revisions in the script and shooting process. There was a bunch of different versions of it. And it sounds like all of them were bad. Um, the actor, I don't think, was a bad pick. But holy cow, the material he was given to work with was crap. It was kind Yeah, of, no, I thought he was a good actor. Kind of frustrating or... 
just a weird vibe because the Fantastic Four go back to the negative zone and find Doom. And that's when we paused it because Colin had to take a pee-pee. And we realized we only had like 20 minutes left. And yeah. He just goes God mode, wrecks stuff, and goes back to his planet and tries to ruin Earth. And like, yeah. it comes together very, very, very quickly. And it's just awful. The first half, I would argue, for the, like, aside from some rough dialogue and like some reshoot nonsense, like the general thing feels roughly cohesive, if yeah. mostly uninspired and kind of bland. But then once it hits the midway point, it just, it's so many different plot lines. It's trying to pull all this emotional weight. It's done none of the work for. It's acting like we've known these people for, you know, multiple movies when it's been like 45 minutes. It just, yee, doesn't work out well. The, like, the, we hit the midway point, you know, they get their powers, and then, like, there is no second act. Like, the structure's all over the place. It has the the darkest hour in the middle of like a traditional three act structure, but there's no. The inciting incident's also in the middle. It's weird. It just the movie's structured like crap, and who knows where that falls. I must be honest. It was much better than I remembered it. I saw it back in twenty fifteen and remembered it to be a downright terrible, awful movie, which it is. But going back into it this time, expecting nothing there were actually some fun concepts to laugh at. Yeah, there's at least something there. Um, so I think Jacob probably remembers this. This, I was so excited for this when it was coming out. Oh, no. Um, I was, like, I had liked the previous movies as a kid. I, I watched them a lot because it was, it was uh, they were more family-friendly, so they passed a lot faster in my house yep. than slightly more mature stuff. Um and I had always liked the Fantastic Four. I hadn't read a lot of the comics as a kid, but I had played some video games that they were in and, like, you know, just general, like, cultural osmosis stuff. It's it's cool. And I was like, ooh, this looks like a slightly more mature, science-y take on this cool story with characters I want to get to know better. So I would have been 14 to 15 when this came out. And th- that was, like, when I first started getting into comics and movies, like, properly into the actual like art of it and the trailers all looked really cool um i was i remember watching it like watching a trailer in the theater with my dad before it was probably before days of future past i think because that came out in 2014 um and this this was when my dad was already getting superhero fatigue and he was already like uh looks like another movie yay but i was like like just freaking out of my seat the trailers were really cool and dramatic and they weren't color graded so harshly (laughs) And I was then I for that one. To come yeah, up. and then I I watched it and I was like, I don't hate this as much as everybody else is. It, the fact that it has such low aggregate ratings is kind of impressive, but like it's not good. It's not even really competent. There are like competent parts of it. The behind the scenes of this is notoriously messy. Josh Trank apparently had like massive mental breakdowns like on set. And then the studio meddling and blah, 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 blah. Like, just a butt-ton of stuff. So, like... A butt-ton of stuff. Just a butt-ton of stuff. Like, there is no completed other cut or anything like that. But, like, there was a different plan originally. And then Trank was very butthurt with the studio about it. But not like that doesn't happen every five minutes. It's just... I was so disappointed. Because this was kind of what I wanted from a Fantastic Four movie. Like, 
It still has fun with it. It's still goofy and sciency, but also like, uh, mature. Uh, I'm. I was. I was at fourteen and edgy. You know. Colin really liked uh, Doctor Doom going God mode. I thought it was interesting. I was impressed they got away with that much blood. To be fair. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. That was cool. It makes no sense, and I no. hate that, but it does visually look pretty cool. Yes. The. It's yeah. all I need, really. <laughs> Colin also liked the charcoal look of. The, the Human Torch. I like how you're saying all my points for me, buddy. Well, you're not, so... I'm going to. I'm just letting him speak and seeing where I can place my voice in a proper way. But yes, uh, thank you for reminding me. Yes, I really did like uh, Johnny Storm's charcoal look under his flames rather than him being like completely engulfed in orange and weird CGI where they it felt like they kind of played with that where they made it so that they didn't have to make him look exactly like his normal self or like a flamed version. It was just more like charcoal. And the flames are just so bright that like you can't really see what's going on in there except for like the body movement. That was really interesting. I don't know if it was made directly as an artistic choice, but I can definitely understand it being like a a shortcut, basically, yes. to like have to animate less stuff. Yes. And either way, I, I do agree, it does look nice. And it makes it look more distinct than the previous one, which still holds up pretty well, yes. but it, it does differentiate them a little bit. I like that you pointed out that it's probably not an artistic choice, it's just like a shortcut. But what's funny is that artistic choices are shortcuts. <laughs> this is true. That's the whole point. They're made out of... Most, most really interesting creative choices are made out of limitations. It's just something where it's like... That probably wasn't, like, a, a VFX artist that said, this will look really cool. Like, that probably wasn't in the, you know, concept art. It was probably an animator going, shit, we need to get this out. Well, they we turned this 50 bucks to animate the whole movie. Yeah, pretty much. Some of the visual effects do hold up pretty well. Like, the thing, I think, does look really good. Yep. Um, especially uh, the fact that he's so heavily shadowed all the time makes the rocks appear really distinct and very jagged. But some of it also doesn't look good, like the sky beam and most of the end sequence just doesn't look good. The You pointed out while we were watching it that the, the face model for the thing looked great. Yeah, it's very yeah. expressive for being a fully CG face. I'm assuming they, like... Mo-capped his face. They might have mo-capped it. They might have just based the, the face, like, vaguely off of his. But it does express emotions very well. And I'm impressed. Seven years later, that holds up fairly well. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I dig it. It, it, I, like, uh, it doesn't make sense to have that emote well. And then when they're in space doing the oopsie whoopsie, they have most of their faces covered so they can't emote as they're like, oh, shit, we just got green goo all over us. I was think such the reason a... for that was because if you look at Victor after the transformation... This mouthpiece. Oh, that's true. They would just. They like wanted to have. Piece. Yeah, they wanted to have his mask be like built into his face. That's. Yeah, that's, that's retarded. That is that's retarded, though. Because that is. I didn't say anything. But like, it is retarded. It. it is retarded because I was like, that's the reasoning why his face looks like that. They could have, with how shitty they made him like look drippy, they could have like <laughs> made all his like sharp edges of that like mouth region. Like these weird drippy, jagged because they did it all around his his like whole like suit. It was like duct tape looking, like you guys said. And God, that suit is so. They bad. they could have just 
Paper mache with duct tape. Yeah. If it, like it's an impre- yeah. it's wait, impressive wait, wait, if wait, a wait. random person had made that, but like that's not good as a professional costume. You heard it here, Dr. Jerome's got the drip. I know. No, Reed Richards has the drip. <laughs> His homemade elastic suit made out of springs and shit. Which was actually <laughs> I kinda fantastic. Like I love it. I wish the suits had more color to them, but I do like the designs. Yeah, I wish they were blue. Yeah, they're like so dark navy slash charcoal that it's really hard to tell. They might have been more blue, and then the color grading made it look charcoal. Mm. Which really is the thing with this movie is I it looks like he it, said the thing. The color grading. It looks like the. No, you said the thing. Uh, ah. Along with fantastic. <laughs> like it looks like it was shot in a way to be fairly like high contrast, lots of downlighting, and, like, lots of shadows. It looks like it was shot that way, but for some reason, the color grading makes it look like they're forcing it really hard. Yes. Like, it's very desaturated, and, in, like, every scene almost looks exactly the same in terms of color grading. Yes. Like, they didn't go in, uh, and you... Obviously, a lot of the movie takes place in, like, scientific facilities with boring, unnatural lighting, so I, I guess that's part of it, but... There are no scenes where they go in and they have, you know, there's a, a yellow light in the room, so the hues are different. It just kind of all looks the same until they're in Earth Zero, which one time is green and one time is yellow, like, and then the other time is blue. Like, I just, it bothers me because it gives off the impression of trying to be dark and edgy when, like, the movie kind of already did the work for that. It looks like based on the lighting and, like, framing setups. They just rushed through it in editing and just slapped on a really bad filter to it because they didn't have the time to go by like frame by frame to to color it the right way. Yes. It's just frustrating because it looks so lazy for a pretty expensive looking movie for the most part. Some of it looks pretty expensive and then some of it looks pretty bad. But like some bits, the, the vibe is there. I like the vibe. Well, you know what else had good vibes? Sue Storm's wig. And the oh, other yeah, we didn't even talk about that yet. That oh one's been Lord. talked to to death. Right, Every 30 no. seconds, she has a different haircut and color because they had to reshoot the movie 50 times. No, I was trying to move on to She-Hulk. She-Hulk was also pretty good vibes. I have a lot of notes from this episode. Really? Yeah, it's surprising. Interesting. Most of it's jokes, so... Oh, yeah, so, uh, so Jen goes on Marvel Tinder and goes on a date. And then goes on a date and goes on a date and then has to help Wong and then... Gets a date interrupted that was going successful and to then, help Wong. And then Wong goes on a date and that's basically it. Uh, I really like how this show is just going, nah, fuck it, we're a comedy. Like an actual comedy show. Like there's barely any plot here. The opening crack about using Wong as like Twitter armor was so funny. Yeah, I, I like that I had lot. to pause it because I was laughing so hard. I like that a they lot. They are so self-aware at how cringe <laughs> the mainstream is. It's so funny. Uh, the opening shot of, of Jen, I guess. Uh, I love that her suit doesn't fit. Before she goes to work, it's I like, like it. intentionally mm-hmm. too big. It look, it's, it's awesome. It's really it's cute. cute. It's, it's really cute. <laughs> it's, I hate it, but it's really cute. Um, it, it feels like such a tease to have Donnie Blaze. I uh, I don't know f- anything about Donnie Blaze. It's, it's supposed to be Johnny. I Kate. think it's I think it it's just a coincidence. Mm. The fact that everyone on the internet goes, oh my god, Ghost Rider, is literally just the fact that there's one name in common. Like, shut the fuck up. 
Nah. I thought it before I saw anything online. I just like the fact that the you pointed out the um, oh. the actor who plays uh, Blaze is the director slash showrunner's uh, husband. Yes. That's cool. That is wicked cool. That would explain his horrible acting. Yes. But, you know, <laughs> I can deal with it. I kind of wonder who Jake the Demon Goat is. I kind of... I, I need a six-issue comic book run on this guy. He sounds yeah. interesting. Okay, so when she, was, when she was talking about home... Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> Not this again. Oh, oh my tables God. have turned. <laughs> but holy shit. I actually, like, when she was talking about, like, I had to make a, I had to make a, uh, a pact with a demon that I'm not allowed to talk about. Like, I was way more interested in what she went through. I'm like, I want to see what she did. Yeah. I yeah. want to see the budget for that. I know, but I want to Correction, see we don't have the time to animate that. We have the budget for it. Uh, Madison is the type of person who in real life would drive me fucking crazy, but she's very funny to watch. Madison is the type of person I'd like hate at first, and then you'd find me hanging out with her. Only I because you're that. drinking, too. That, too. Yeah, Dude, she probably drinks more than you. Like, she can tank more than you. Oh, uh, yeah, by far. I, imagine like, the I casting will... call for that, though. All right, we need a cringe white... White girl wasted chick. Call <laughs> me. Uh, I don't. Un- would do that. That's true. That is so. Her quality. her chemistry with Wong is very entertaining. I love it. I do hope that they don't make her like a really long standing character overall. Like, I think Katie from Shang Chi kind of had not the same vibe, but like mm. has the really goofy comedic friend vibe kind of covered. I don't think we need another one. But her and Wong talking about the Sopranos was very funny. Also, Wong has great taste. His favorite drink is a G&T. That's fair. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. Gin and tonic? Yes. Yep. I hate gin and tonic. You're gay. I hate you. I hate gin. Uh, She-Hulk slash Jen starts going on dates, and she finds the one, I guess, and... <laughs> Immediately steals his shirt. No, no, no. Before that, they're still at the date, and he... <laughs> The lesson I learned from this episode is, damn, all I have to say is, do you want to split a basket of fries? Because as soon as he said that, she was like, yeah, let's take it to go. I'm going to smash you. Hulk smash this boy. (laughs) Uh, But he turned out to be a dick. (laughs) Not a good one. My last joke. Colin loved the moment She-Hulk carried the big, strong Dr. Man to the bedroom. I loved when Jen was only wearing his t-shirt. We are not the same. (laughs) I am both of you. (laughs) Hold on. No. I am what Spencer said, okay? Because I I was like, ooh, when she did that. Like, I literally, like, (laughs) was verbal about it. I was like, ooh. And then when when, uh, the next scene where she's just in his shirt, I'm like, aw, she's so cute. So fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the same. This is—it's an incredibly strange thing, but like I don't think I've ever thought of describing a woman in her late thirties as cute. She's like fifteen years older than me. I this has never happened in my life. I'm not sure what the hell is going she on. She just has a great. She's cute. Uh, aura or or persona or whatever. She has yeah. a, a good air about her on on the show. She, she just seems like just, a good person. Yeah. She's fun. Like She's quirky. Person. She's funny. Not quirky as in like our generation quirky. No. But yeah. she is yeah. Not not autistic quirky. Yeah, no. She's like normal. Like and it's great nice. quirky. I liked the stupid demon fight. The the demon goblin yeah. things looked half decent, I guess. Uh, Reminded like, me of home. It was it was fun getting just to see her just smash some stuff and 
like a stupid little adventure that they had to go on, like, is nice. Mm-hmm. Nothing more really to it. I'm pretty damn confident that's not going anywhere. That's not setting up shit. It just is. It's just a thing. Fun. Yes. Yeah. Just like the rest of the show. It's just. Uh, yeah. It's just something fun. Until like, Daredevil shows up and is like, "Oh, I'm Catholic." <laughs> He's really <sighs> doing it for me. Daredevil and She-Hulk, because Daredevil is Catholic. Trailer, He's right? a whore. You saw the, yeah, the, you saw the trailer, right? No. She said, oh, "He's really doing it for me." Was that with him in 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 shot though? Yes. Or was it just a cut? No. All right. He was in shot. I didn't in know. The back. It was with Matt, actually, not not just Daredevil. It was, it was no, Daredevil. it was Daredevil. Anyway, my last note: uh, the episode ends with her getting served a lawsuit or whatever. Titania is suing her because Titania trademarked the name She Hulk, and that whole thing is very dumb. It's going to be an easy out. She's been all over the news and whatever, saying, I don't really like this name. You guys, the general public gave it to me, so she's not using it. The general public has been using it. Wow. That's dumb. Way to ruin the episode. Thank Fuck. you. Who are we going to call? Your mom? Daredevil. Oh. He's, call she's, Saul. She's gonna, shut up. <laughs> she's going to hire Daredevil just to kick the shit out of Titania over a, a small lawsuit. <laughs> and then, smash then they're gonna bang. They're you know, smash. They're gonna you know, smash. Stick with the Hulk jokes. You know, I don't. I don't want to think it's about be that. Incredible. I don't like anyone usurping Karen, but I would. I could live with that, despite the fact that the two characters are very different tonally. They're both very wholesome people, in very different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, Daredevil smashes all kinds of people in the well, comics. Yeah, but he works best with Karen, especially Deborah Ann Wool's Karen. My goodness. You sound oh. thirsty. I am. <laughs> Dude, the actress plays D&D. She hey. does. All right, yeah, that is hot. She actually she runs a charity for her husband, actually. It's pretty cool. Because they, blind. Yeah, they sold off all of the, like, uh, Netflix props in, like, auctions and stuff. So for the cha- it's really cool. That is fucking cool. I didn't know any of that. Uh, nah, you know. Uh, I had something snarky to say. Oh, yeah. I like how you guys were very much so nailing me as Wong for, like, five minutes, and then you didn't bring it up on air. You're like, <laughs> that's Spencer. <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, because like, like he was just yeah. he was just hanging out in his in his in his, <laughs> in his old man house his and with his drink, with his drink and he's like in his robe and he's a listening cigar. music as, and he's sitting and he's about to sit down but he's dancing on his way down to just, the seat. Just to the theme song of Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is you though. Is I can live evil. with that. You cannot deny it. I like Wong so much. Yeah, but it's not it, even an insult. Why no, are you taking it as an insult? I'm not. I'm just bringing it up because you guys brought it up, but then you didn't bring it up. For the comedy of the internet. Well, we forget things, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> Colin, mm-hmm. what have you done this week? Okay, so Ooh. I'm going to be talking about... Conan Hunt. Yep. I'm going to be talking about two movies in one go. Oh, Ready? boy. Set, go. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not the movies that you thought. Oh. I'm sorry. It's just I'm going to do this because I'm on a Ninja Turtle kick. Next week is what I'm going to talk about those two other movies. I think this is more than a kick. I think this is a Ninja, Ninja Turtle obsession. No, uh, he's, ha- going on a, he's going on an autistic hyper-focus okay, thing so, for like two weeks. Don't worry about it. He'll be fine. Because I hyper-focus only certain things, which are superhero, ninja, and turtles. Um, 
But anyway, what are you doing? Making a mess. Moving the cum towel. Okay, so moving on from the cum towel, I watched 2014 uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movie and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows in one sitting. Wow. Yep. Aren't you sexy? I don't know. So you had a piss bucket? <laughs> nope. I pissed in your cat's mouth. What the fuck? My cat is dead, you asshole. <laughs> My cat is also dead. Yeah, but we talk about deep frying your cat, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Throwback. So, <laughs> why'd you have to say that? What you so Throwback, guys! That was like three years ago. <clears throat> It was so, a weird tangent, too. He was talking about dipping his dick yeah. <laughs> in your cat's ashes and then deep frying it. <laughs> Fucking this quick. <laughs> so, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I watched... So, I, I realized that I hadn't watched the second movie, and I remember watching the first movie as, like, a, a kid in theaters, but I was barely paying attention. And from what I remember, it was terrible. And everyone always talked about how both of those movies were terrible. So, I decided to rewatch them because one of my favorite actors is... One of my... Not favorite. But one actor that I recognize and I like the character they played in Shameless, so I watched the movie. Will Arnett? Which is Mikey. Mikey is played by Mick, uh, the guy that plays Mickey. Who is the boyfriend who plays the redhead, who plays the redhead in Jedi Fallen Order. Who's actually Kevin Bacon. Yes. Hold on. Anyway. I know his name. Cameron Monaghan. There we go. I remember. Oh, shit, he did play Mikey. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he played Mikey. I forgot that. Holy cow. That works. Yep. Ah, orange. Get oh, it. no, not, not the redhead. <laughs> the redhead's boyfriend in, oh, in Shameless. Never mind. Anyway, so this movie is basically just Shredder is bad and wants uh, to make money, apparently. And his whole organization is not ninjas. I mean, he's like the only ninja thing. Everything else is militarized and it's ridiculous. We barely get to see the turtles until, like, the end of the fight. Everything else is engulfed in shadows. And we're just talking to April, who's played by a sucky actress. And... She's, like, frantic about everything. The Ninja Turtles learned how to... <laughs> he doesn't like Megan Fox. No. Uh, and, then, and then Ninja Turtles learned ninjutsu because um, Splinter learned it from a book he found in the sewers. Noel, That's worse. Noelle Fisher, by the way, played Mikey. Yes. Which is worse than um, them being just reincarnations of... Uh, Hama Amato Yoshi and his sons. So they were my pets. Yeah, it's worse. I mean, sorry, Megan Fox is hot. I'm. I will die on the. Sure, show. she's hot. She's insane, but she's, but she's pretty hot. She's Moving. In, she's had a couple of good roles. Okay, whatever. I don't give a shit. Moving on. Didn't she play um, in the uh, Transformers? Yes. All right. She's like first. Two. I'm just trying to make connections here. Continue first talking to turtles. Turtles. <sighs> I'm trying to get this. So the main plot is just that the company that made the ooze that, um, and it's, I think it's, yeah, it is TCRI, but they're not connected to Krang at all. Anyway, TCRI wants to make this, uh, 
uh, this virus and bring it all over the city and the world so that they can make a cure and so they can make a lot of money and somehow Shredder's a part of it because he wants to do that. But Shredder is acted like he's an afterthought of the movie. Like, they weren't planning on having him do, like, uh, played by whatever, like, Japanese guy that's in this movie. Yeah, they pulled they, the, they, that really crappy twist. So weird. No, it wasn't even a twist. Like, he was in it the whole time, but he was engulfed in shadows. It was like, it was a reshot. Yeah. Because they wanted the white guy of TCRI to be the Shredder. So because the whole thing's militarized. And this whole original script was that they were supposed to be aliens yeah. from another planet. I wish that script had gotten used, honestly. Fuck it. Anyway, I'm glad they didn't do that. Nah. Uh, there's probably nothing good about this. Mikey looks the ugliest out of all of them. Wait, you don't like the big fat nose? No. Like, <laughs> like the other ones, I'm like, they could probably be fine without their mask, but everyone else looked awful. I really like uh, how Raph looks. And the the top of the You and Wesley both. I don't like that. Really? I like all of them just have regular masks. I, don't I like, like the it top. when they're different sometimes. I don't really... I like when they're different when their clothes are different, like, or whatever they wear is different, but, like, the masks, that's, like... To me, that's like what unifies them. I guess that, that's the that's the besides being a turtle, that like that's another thing that unifies them. They have all different weapons and shit. Yeah. Um, I do like that Donnie's like super teched out and whatever. I don't like the glass. Not super teched out, but it looks ugly. Yes, it does. I, well, reiteration. I like the idea. I don't like the execution. <laughs> I'm rubbing I, off on him. I, I'd, ra- I'd, him. <laughs> I'd rather they went with like the 2003 uh, Donatello where he always had a duffel bag with him and all yeah. his technology was stuffed in there. I, that, that makes more sense rather than him always having this giant-ass backpack. The glasses are awful. Makes no fucking sense. I mean, it would have been cool if they had glasses and then he like somehow got a hold of contacts and just pop them. You see him pop them in. I would have been fine with that. That would be funny. <laughs> Where he's running out of the turtle van, just like, hold on a second, guys. Yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. The that would turtle, so weird. The turtle van doesn't show up till the very end, and it looks like shit. At least the elevator scene was cool. I don't really care. Really? Yeah, that sure, a, it's fine. It was a solid moment of, like, actual comedy. It, it also, like, shows you that, like, they, like, music. Because they're always talking about... Mikey's always talking about how they, like, make music together, but we never see them. But then they just do that. I'm like, okay, I guess I can see that. And then we go to the second movie, and it's referenced again. But to finish off with the first movie, um, nothing really big happens at all. Boring as fuck. And the turtle fan looks like shit. Thank God they didn't use that. Now we're into the second movie. Second movie. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You don't want to just use the second movie as your second review? Wait, don't we, give him ideas. We have two. We have two spots. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. First movie sucked. It's not as bad as I remember it. Give, give us a rating. Big I would mega, not rewatch it. Big mega shredder. I'm giving it a one pepperoni out of seven Whew. Ninja Turtle Toes. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm-hmm. That's rough. That's the floor. That's like turtles, three turtles in time. Mm-hmm. Well, I too was planning to do a themed week, two of the same ish thing, but ah. then I found something else. So, I'm gonna do two at the same time. <laughs> Fuck your mom. I read Ram V's Swamp Thing. <laughs> what was that for? 
Let's just waiting for it. Oh. Uh, volume one and two, so Becoming is the first one, and Conduit is the second one. So you're going to be coming into a conduit. Yes. Nice. Continue. Becoming the conduit. The conduit is coming. Bees. <laughs> Did you know there's, there's black and blue bees? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. D don't give me that! Don't you fucking give me that! <laughs> why would you yeah. ask? No, but why would you say it like that? You're always like, yeah. yeah like, you knows. know fucking everything! Everybody knows that, Colin. Fuck you. <laughs> You're a fucking asshole. Yes. <laughs> so, Swamp Tang. Swamp Tang. Swamp Tang. The Swamp Thing, to be technically correct. You are correct. Uh, written by Ram V and arted by Mike Perkins and colored by Mike Spicer and June Chung. Uh, starts out with the with the new Swamp Thing guy. It uh, I forget his name. Uh, do you remember? Levi. Yeah, Levi somebody. Levi, your mom. Levi, your mom is the new Swamp Thing, and. Uh, He's still trying to figure out his powers, and the first couple of issues were wicked cool, because there's this desert ghost thing. He's kind of like, uh, you know how Swamp Thing controls the green? This guy is like the black or something. He's kind of the desert and death and everything rolled in together. But anyway, he's a scary freaking ghoul that walks the desert and kills people, and Kick Swamp Thing's ass several several issues in a row, and it's pretty cool. He's got little gold nuggets in his eyes. Yeah. Uh, this run on Swamp Thing reminded me very much of the Immortal Hulk that I talked about so many so so many times because there's a lot of body horror in these books. There's freaking branches growing out of live bodies and that's how Swamp Thing kills people and hot yeah rips people apart with fuck yeah branches and flowers and it's really gross and I loved every second of it it's really you, it's you people it's really cool man uh we're just made for each other <clears throat> all right guys calm down it crossed over with something I forget what in the middle of the first volume. It didn't really seem to matter though. Uh, and then it came back. Uh, so that was cool. I like it when crossovers don't matter. Uh, it gets really frustrating reading a character's trade paperback and it's like, oh, by the way, go read this big event that you haven't read the prelude to and don't know anything about. Uh, what else is Oh, cool. There? I'll just shoot myself in the dick. He's living with his friend with benefits, maybe. That's kind of cool. Um, what's his face? The Woodrow. Sorry, sorry. Woodrow uh, is revealed to be the main villain that's been pulling the strings at the end of the second volume. Um, Whoa! Woodrow yeah. being a sussy boy. You're literally taking things off of my review. I was going to do this this week. Now I have to knock it off my list. I'm gonna stab you, can, you, you with can branches. Review it with me. No. What, am, what am I missing? Why are you like that? No. 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 I'm not gonna talk about a thing. You're talking about it. Yeah, you're, you're such go. an ass. Uh, you missed the best issue of the entire run so far, which is issue five, the first one of book two. 
where he crosses over with Constantine uh, for a single issue, and they just deal with, like, a kind of metaphysical problem caused by a buried nuke. It's very freaking cool. I really like that issue. And it was interesting because it handled environmentalism, I guess, in that issue, but it wasn't preachy about it. It was like, hey, nukes are bad for the earth. Like, wow, really shocking. But also they did it really well. It was interesting. It I liked how heartbeat. it utilized the the English-UK setting rather than it just being... Um, like, this book, it, this, this run is distinctly, like, very Indian. Like... Yes. Like, Cause that's on the what, continent of... Ab- like, in like India. India. That's India, which Levi's... Is, yeah. Where he came from, so... It, it, it's just really nice, but it was also cool to have that little break kind of in the middle between... At the beginning of the second book to just pop over to the UK for a minute and have John be like... Green boy. Okay, and then, like, it's just over. You know, it's, like, loosely relevant, but it, it is just kind of a standalone thing. Uh, and then the rest of um, most of the second volume, Conduit, is, a, a, a like, a three- or four-part um, Suicide Squad crossover. It's not really a crossover. It's just the Suicide Squad is in it. They're hunting him for his juices. This was pretty close, actually, to... Yeah, the character that's in Justice League Dark, the the run that I've been reading, and I kept forgetting, I kept mixing this up with that because there's an annual in the last Justice League Dark book that I read that was really good. But yeah, because that's towards the end of Alec Holland's literal life, because yes. he's still dead. Yes. Base is shit. He's just living in the green, just chilling. It was kind of interesting. Uh... The, the, the friend with benefits, maybe, of, of Levi is trying to do studies on him with his consent, of course, because uh, that's how friends with benefits works. And, uh, well, friends with benefits maybe works. Uh, you study my dick, I study yours, you know. No, 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 it's like a CAT scan or something, and he freaks out and just blows flowers everywhere. Actually, there's a flower that blows powder in her face, and it was a little uncomfortable and weird. <laughs> okay. uh, but it brings her into the green. Which was really interesting how it it brought an actual human into the green just because Swamp Thing was freaking out and she got lost in it and that was the whole issue or two. Uh, but that was really weird. I didn't know that that could happen. I don't quite fully understand the green, but who does? It's all relative. Yes. That's the, that's the thing that I will never get sick of is rereading four pages of him just regathering a body. Like, I will never get sick of reading that. He keeps dying and coming back, and that's, like, his thing, you know? But it just, they, they describe, <laughs> just, just ah! Like, they just, every writer, every run, they always, they take so much time describing him collecting the cells in his body and pushing them through the green out into some random location. It, it never gets old. I love that shit. Uh, both of these trade paperbacks cost $17. The first one I got for Christmas from Spencer, and that was wicked cool. It started a new addiction. Thank you, jerk. The second one I got from Jetpack, like, the day it released or something. (laughs) $17. Worth it. Nice. Absolutely. It goes so fast, it's like a one sitting's worth. Yeah. The third volume isn't out until, like, November. February. February? February. Fuck. Yes. Ugh. February. It's an ongoing, too. That's the crazy part. This isn't even, like, a planned, like, 20 issues or whatever. As far as I know, they just keep going. Yeah. It's great. 
And it's surprisingly violent. And it's still mostly Mike Perkins doing the art, too. Like, they had a couple of guest artists for Volume 2, but it's still mostly Perkins. It's really nice. No parental warning, but it kind of feels like it should. It's quite disgusting and gross. Yum. Uh, I read Teen Titans Earth 1 Volume 1. It is a graphic novel uh, released in 2014. So it's part of the Earth 1 lineup. They're all disconnected stories that take that are reinterpretations of uh, classic heroes and or teams. Uh, so this was written by Jeff Lemire with pencils by Terry and Rachel Dodson. Uh, basically, uh, so we have <clears throat> a bunch of the, te- of the Teen Titans that we're already familiar with. Uh, so, uh, Cyborg, um, Beast Boy, uh, Terra, uh, Raven, Starfire, Aqualad, Aqualad comes in later, never mind, um, a pretty traditional Teen Titans lineup. Two Flash? Yeah, uh, later. Um, the, uh, a pretty straightforward traditional team of Teen Titans are just kids going to high school, blah, blah, blah. Turns out all of their parents aren't really their parents, and they're all, like, test tube babies who have been, uh, infused with the alien DNA because Starfire crashed to Earth and has been kept in a facility nearby, and all of their parents are actually scientists and secret agents and stuff. Uh, it's pretty interesting on its base concept, um... They have a lot of violent clashes. Uh, it turns out that the whole program is being run by... Slade. Hold on. My brain's just not working. The entire program was headed up by Niles Calder, who is, uh, if you're vaguely familiar with comic book history, the uh, chief of the Doom Patrol. It's a whole thing. So they all... You know, they break Starfire out of the facility, half their parents are all dead, uh, and they go off to go find Calder and figure out what the hell is going on. Um, this this book tries to play on the mystery of not knowing, uh, what, like, Starfire is kind of mentally linked to all of them and is calling out for help, but they all interpret their, those, those calls for help differently. Uh, Raven is reinterpreted as a, uh, uh, Native American girl on a reservation, so she thinks that she's having, like, uh, like, spirit dreams. Uh, Vic is being overtaken by, like, a digital parasite liquid metal thing. Terra, obviously, can control Earth, blah, blah. It's pretty typical stuff. Uh, Jericho, uh, ends up dying and takes over his father, Slade's, Slade Wilson, Deathstroke's body, um... Deathstroke is good, question mark, kind of. Uh, he's the only one of, one of the only parents who thinks what they had to do was really bad and stuff and, like, tries to help all the kids. Um, Deathstroke was very much so wasted potential, I think. The, he, he was cool and whatever, but his design was really crappy. Really didn't like it. Um, and then the fact that he just gets overtaken by Jericho pretty early on is annoying. Uh, Vic is characterized as a huge dick, and I really don't like it. Uh, this book has a lot of angst to it. It's a bit much. Uh, it's a little, for a very cartoony, uh, art style, it's, like, really cartoony. It, it's overplaying the angst and the fuck! Um, it was fun. It wasn't, uh, anything amazing, but it was solid. It's $12. Uh, I got it used at Bull Moose. Uh, it's decent enough for that price. Colin, tell me more about... 
Tortoise. Out of the shadows. Tortoise. Okay, so we're on to the second Ninja Turtle movie, right? Yes. And now this is about... Get ready. Turtles. The Shredder's breaking out of jail! No. Because they caught him in the first one, and guess who's transporting him to the other jail? Crank! Casey Jones. Wow. Because he's an officer in this. I and hate he likes, Casey Jones. And he likes hockey. Only hockey. He's not sports guy. He's hockey. See, you held on to the and I thought you were going to say he likes hot dudes. He probably <laughs> does. He does look like a guy that would like hot dudes. But, um, so we open that and he's being transported by human, uh, also uh, being transported with two humans, Bebop and Rocksteady. Whoa. Um, and they look phenomenal, uh, as humans, and they're actually really funny. So, the whole plot of this movie is that Shredder broke out, uh, and was, the Ninja Turtles have their giant new truck that's a garbage truck, that's their new van, because their other van really sucked, and they're trying to get the Shred, uh, make sure the Shredder doesn't escape, but basically help the Shredder escape by accident. And then, Baxter Stockman's in this. And he's like helping make this teleportal for some some reason. And once Shredder uses this teleporter to get out, he immediately gets teleported to Krang because this uh, teleportal was made by using a uh, device that was sent to the Earth by Krang. And they have to now get all the all three MacGuffins, which is a part of this teleportal, to bring in the Technodrome and to destroy all life on Earth to make it suitable for Krang. And when Shredder thinks that he's actually a part of this whole plan, Krang's like, you're not part of this plan. You're going to be a part of my toys that I broke. And he sends them off to his collection where we also see a bunch of other aliens in passing like the Triceratons, which are a big thing in Ninja Turtles in the comics and 2003. Anyway, that's basically the plot. But... The subplots are also that um, April O'Neil's trying to get information from Baxter Stockman because he she thinks that he's really bad, and to do that she has to dress up as skimpy schoolgirl, um, and then do this like uh, run model like oh she's hot moment in the movie, which was kind of uncomfortable, but she was hot, but it was uncomfortable but hot, and then we move on from that, and um, there's this new purple ooze that I can't remember where it comes from, but Donnie analyzes it and he's like, Does oh it wow. Does come from space? Yes. And Donnie's like, wow, if we use a little bit of this, and he drops a little bit on his hand, he's like, we could be humans, and his three fingers turn into five. It's really weird and creepy. Five? Five. Well. And then Leonardo, because he only told this to Leonardo, Leonardo's like, don't tell the others. And Mikey overheard him. So Mikey tells Raph, and then Raph gets angry, and Raph's like, you didn't tell us anything. He's like, it, 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 I, I don't have to tell you guys anything because the only vote in this family that counts is my own. Blah. You guys are benched. And then they go um, and try to find the Shredder or whatever. And Mikey and Raph convince Casey and um, April that they need to go to the police station uh, to get this ooze because they want to be humans or whatever. And then they find, oh, guess what? The Foot Clan, not militarized, but they're ninjas now. Weird. That's strange. Because that's nothing like the last movie, but it's more fun. And there's more ninjas. Basically, this whole movie is just like that. And also, Casey Jones gets introduced because he's trying to chase down 
Bebop and Rocksteady because he wants to be a real detective when he's a big boy one day. But he can't really find them. And uh, he meets April in an alleyway and protects her with a hockey stick and pucks. Did you like this movie? I liked this movie a lot more than the first one. It was fun, but only because Bebop and Rocksteady were really funny because they kept making fart jokes. And <laughs> when they got turned into Bebop and Rocksteady, um, like the monster versions themselves, like the Warthog and the Rhino, uh, they're just like, whoa, this feels so cool, I feel so powerful. And they look at each other, like, you're a rhino. And then uh, the rhino's like, I have no idea what you are. <laughs> he's like, you're like a little piggy. And then he turns around, he's like, I am a little piggy. <laughs> it's just like, they're dark, they're retarded. And it's so funny. And um, they just like, be honest with me, am I fat? He's like, no, you're not fat. You're so fucking obese. And he just jiggles his belly. It's great. They're just funny. And they go to, like, <laughs> in the middle of the jungle eventually to find one of the MacGuffins. And they have a giant tank. And they're just, like, singing this anti-war song. Why can't we be friends? Yeah, something like that. Oh, they're just so retarded. So funny. I think Colin needs to go hang out with, like, the friendly neighborhood, like, obese alcoholic at the bar. Yeah. It sounds like you guys would be friends. Yeah, probably would. Uh, also, Shredder got, like, a totally new actor. It doesn't look like the other actor, like, at all. The suit's much better, though. The suit's much better, but also, like, he's barely in the movie anymore, which is, thank God, Krang's the main villain. And it's, yeah, it's this brain alien that's in his stomach, and it's actually, I that's love kind the, of the, good. I love the Krang robot. It's oh, so ugly. I love it. It's such a, it's such a good design. And, um, what else is there? Uh, Casey's just kind of, Casey not no casey is just arrow because it's played by the same guy that plays arrow which he it is play, he it's can't a... play anyone except for himself it's he true. doesn't know how to play any other character if and even when he played arrow it was bad he's not like i'm not gonna go on that tangent anyway this movie i give a Three and a half out of seven. Three and a half. Wide. That big of a step up just for two fat guys. Yeah. Holy shit, you're fucked. It was fun. No, it's not a good movie. Holy shit. How do, do I have to like say that every single time to make my point justified? <laughs> it's not a good movie, Spencer. But it's like oh triple what the But I'm having fun. It's in that... You don't understand because you're a fucking fun police. You can't have fun. It has to be regimented. It has to be this, this, this. It has to hit all these notes. And it has to fuck me up the butt for it to be a good movie. <laughs> compare... Cinematography! Compare this one, the second one, to Fan Forsting. I'd rather watch Fan Forsting. I mean, I'd rather watch uh, Ninja Turtles again. The second one. Okay. What did I give Fan Forsting? You didn't. That's okay. why I'm asking. I need... Uh, oh, Fan Forsting. Yeah, that's like a... Comparison. It's a two out of seven. All right. You've just been loving all the shitty movies this week. No, correction. It's a two out of ten. I'm going to go ten this time. Whoa. To be more specific. You just broke Spencer's brain. <laughs> My brain's always it's broken. Two out. It, it, is, it is a two Spencer Chode out of ten Jacob Longcocks. <laughs> and um, Ninja Turtles, uh, the first one, is... A 2014 is a two. You gave it a one earlier. At one at seven. Oh. It's a two out of ten. Two pepperonis out of ten toes. And then 
this other movie is a three. It's one step above the other movie. But where, I had more fun. Where is the stick up Spencer's ass in this whole mix of ratings? Never mind, don't answer that. <laughs> His girlfriend? Yeah. I don't know where she is. <laughs> in, in case Jacob doesn't know what uh, Krang looks like, this is Krang. Ah. He, there, he's a brain alien looking thing. Uh, Tentacle monster. That's why like Colin that. loves him. Oh my fucking word. Sure. What is up with everyone? Everyone's always making the tentacle monster joke with me. Like, oh yeah, Colin loves tentacle monsters. The, the uh, Where does that come from? Did that just come from me liking anime? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> he lives in a robot suit, but he's like the stomach portion. And this is what he originally looked like in the TV show. Cool. I like it. It's so stupid. It's it's awesome. so good. I love so, it. It just looks like a toddler. It's yeah, it's so weird. good. That's why Colin likes him. Well, you can't take Ninja Turtles seriously. They're just fun and stupid. They're stupid. He's right. <laughs> pizza. It's like, yeah, literally like pizza. I want some anchovies, uh, jelly bellies, and... Uh, Chocolate chip I mean, on my no pizza. anchovies. If you put anchovies on the, the uh, yeah, no, I, I know. I like the tab's thirteen. Can I get on with the book that changed me from doing Swamp Thing back to back? No. Okay. Yes, please go on. Uh, that looks scary, but sure. I please read go on, my son. Dead Man, Dark Mansion <gasps> of Forbidden Love, written by Sarah Vaughn, and arted by. <laughs> Uh, Lan Medina and Phil Hester and colored by Jose Villarubia. Jose, your mom. This sounds like the most pornographic thing you've ever looked at in your life. So here's the thing. <laughs> there is not a single titty in this. It is not horny at all. It looks on the cover like it should be spooky, and it's not spooky at all. It is a haunted mansion story where a bunch of ghosts are stuck in a haunted mansion, and uh, Dead Man is kind of following somebody along, I forget why, and gets stuck in the mansion as well, so he has to try to break out and eventually solves the mystery of why everybody's stuck in the mansion, and it hmm. leads into a mystery that was happening in the real-life world, I guess. <sighs> It's three issues. Each issue is split in half. So technically six issues in this trade paperback. It looks like a regular sized DC trade paperback. I picked it up because one, it looks spooky. Two, it is the only Dead Man solo book that I know of existing. Really? I've He's got a whole omnibus He's full. I've never seen Dead Man solo Stuff. He's not a popular character. No. He's hardly included in... Anything. Yeah. Except for maybe, like, Justice League in uh, the show. Exactly. This book sucked. <laughs> nice! <laughs> it was awful. Um, the mystery was not much of a mystery. I was hoping for spooky. I didn't get any of that. I was hoping for... Maybe by the title, A Love Story. That sucked. There was really not a whole lot of redeeming qualities about this book. I gave it a two star. 
I think, on Goodreads, simply because the art didn't offend me. Dang, it didn't offend you. That's a start, I guess. <laughs> it's worth a read, I guess, but certainly not worth buying the book. Dang. How about you buy? found it on sale at Bull Moose for $7. The cover price is $17. Whoa. Why the fuck would you do that? Because I can. Yeah, I'll leave it Why are you here. being the fun police? I'll leave it here. Because you're always at, the fucking fun police, you fucking ass. I'll leave it at Spencer's house because he'll read it eventually, I'm sure. And Why? I, I have no use for it. Stop it! What? He's always I have no use for it. He's I always trying to leave comics with you because he doesn't want it in his I, house. He literally <laughs> just leaves shit. I'm like, I don't want it. He's like, you'll read it eventually. Yeah, it's like, sir, I, 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 I have... You're like parents that like, pretend that they're trying to give you something, but they just don't want it in their basement. <laughs> <laughs> I have like 50 books sitting on my shelf Ready to read. Would you rather I just throw it away and you never have the opportunity to read it again? Yes. Sure. Fine. Do it. I mean, you won't. I know I've you I've thrown won't. away plenty of comics. Good for you. Jacob doesn't. Jacob keeps everything. Jacob's a hoarder. I can't do that. Comic hoarder. You'll yes. be uh, I read uh, the second volume of Teen Titans Earth 1. There are only two volumes and this story is not being continued. Dang. Big fat rip. We did a themed week, all three of us. Holy crap. Go, 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 go. That's never happened before. A themed week? Sure. Yeah, you did Turtles both times. I almost did Swamp Thing both times. He did Teen Titans both times. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go. So this came out in 2016. Uh, obviously, it's another graphic novel follow-up to the last one. Still written by Jeff Lemire with pencils by Andy McDonald. Um, the Titans are in hiding and... They are trying to, or technically they're not the Titans or the Teen Titans, but they're, whatever. Uh, Not yet, but yeah. The group is hiding from the authorities and the feds and the the brown shirts, basically. Um, And Niles Calder is... They're hiding from the fun police? Yes. Uh, Niles Calder is just chilling in his special man wheelchair because he's like super screwed up or whatever. He has other kids. Turns out that there was an entire other project. There was the Starfire project and then there was the Blackfire project because, you know, Starfire has a sister called Blackfire, which is a horrible name. Uh, They cloned her originally and before infusing her DNA into babies. Blackfire is a bad name, but the Black Flame is not. That is true. Um... So they tried to directly clone her, and it didn't work out well, but there's a whole other program running that he has who are Teen Titans. There is um, a Kid Flash who's basically Impulse. I don't remember if it's Bart or Wally. They always uh, seem to do that, don't they? When they do a young one, yeah. Uh, there is a... Um, I don't even remember her name. She's like a, a younger... She's like a, a version of uh, Wonder Girl, I think. Uh, and then there's this other character I have no familiarity with. Might be an original character. I don't know. Whatever. I don't even remember. Like, she's very forgettable. But there, the, he has, Niles Calder has his own team of indoctrinated superheroes who are going to actually save the world from those evil bad ones who are on the run. And they clash, and by the power of friendship, you know, the, the, by the power of Skull, they come together and form one mega team uh, to get rid of Calder and blah, blah. They're the, not friends. Family. They're family. Yeah, the biggest threat in this was Jericho in Deathstroke's body coming back. It was fine. It wasn't as exciting as the first one. Uh, the art was definitely better. It was less exciting. It was less stylized, but it was a lot easier to follow. 
the dialogue was a lot better, like drastically better, a lot less angsty and like overly dramatic dialogue. The twisting of the Doom Patrol and Titans and lore was really interesting. Um, Beast Boy basically adopts what they call Aqualad. He was a another one of the kids that was they found in like a tank. He can only stay out of water for a certain amount of time. When he eats too many marshmallows, he throws up. It's very funny. Oh. Um, this needed to be way longer. This story felt really rushed. Even though the book is the same size as the last one, just it. This feels like the end of a three part instead of the end of a two part. It's weird. Um, it's decent as one story, and the fact that there's no follow up is kind of annoying because there was a third Batman uh, book. The fourth one is not happening. Wonder Woman also got a third. There's not a fourth one happening. Same thing with Superman. Green Lantern is only getting the two. The, apparently, um, there I don't know if there were creative differences or something, but one, the artist uh, for the Green Lantern run, which was easily the best by a long shot, confirmed that just it wasn't going to work out and they weren't going to be able to do a third book. Uh, the Flash and Aquaman books never even got off the ground past a couple of pages. So I don't know what's going on with this imprint. It's always been kind of iffy, but... It's just kind of annoying that it's not getting a third one. Um, it bothers my stupid OCD brain. Mm. It was all right. I bought it for $12 at Bull Moose. Um, yeah, if you buy the first one, it might be worth it to buy the second one. There's some cool designs, and the action's kind of fun. But, like, eh. I just like watching Beast Boy and Aqualad, honestly. The Terra and Victor romance that they try to sell you on the whole time is just not doing it for me. So, I like the silly fish boy with the silly the silly tiger monkey boy, you know? Um, speaking of silly monkey boy, uh, big shout out to our patrons uh, over at patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros. Uh, Jeff Lorenz and uh, Caitlin, you guys help keep the lights on, keep the show running, uh, quote-unquote, smoothly. Um, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that's, that's quite daring, good sir. Not going off of a cliff. Okay, that's better. A baseline. Yep. Um, if you want to get shouted out every episode, as well as get stickers, uh, sketches done by Colin, um, yes, early sir. access to this podcast, Dime Gaming Bros, where Jacob and I go over a bunch of gaming related shenanigans and happy hour exclusive access to our other podcast dime comic bros happy hour where the three of us sit around have a drink coffee beer whatever and talk about random assorted crazy stuff um stop with that uh thank you to our partners over at jetpack comics and games in downtown rochester new hampshire i buy most of my books there because i like supporting local businesses because I'm better than everybody else. Except that both books you reviewed this week came from Bulmos. Yeah, that too. Um, they have plenty of stuff, and they'd be more than happy to order anything or order additional copies if you need something. they got always got plenty of recommendations for comic books, graphic novels, single issues, trades, omnibuy, whatever. they got some fun... It's like Succubi, but different. yeah. <laughs> They have Funko Pops, if you're into that. Uh, they got they got D&D stuff. They got Magic. They got Pokemans. They got plushies. They got a big Batman thing that you can take photos with and point at his balls. Um, <laughs> so go let them know that we sent you. 
preferably with a photo of you fondling the Batman statue's balls. Please don't actually touch don't it. Don't actually touch the statue. Please don't. Don't do that. But we do not recommend. We do not condone it, but we do recommend it. All right. Okay. <laughs> Spencer does not condone. We none of us condone, but Spencer recommends. Are you being the fun police? He is literally being so, the fun police. So when it comes to comic book stores and touching things, I am the fun police. I am the fun police. I am very uncomfortable when someone touches something. So you're saying you're like somebody's grandparents anytime you're in the comic book store. Like, don't touch that! That's, yes. just, that's just parents in general, dude. Did yours not do that? Mine were like, yo, break it, you bought it. Ah, when we're in like the grocery store. Like, what am I going to do? Break a milk jug? My parents weren't. Break like open that. a Necco wafers? Yeah, I mean, I, I probably would have done that, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but it's Necco wafers. It costs like half a penny. Dog, we were per poor, wafer. dude. Per wafer. Yeah. Oh, you were poor, poor. Yes. Next week, we'll be going over news as well as the next episode of She-Hulk and the next issue of Do a Powerbomb because that's coming out in a couple Fuck of days. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then... Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Andor is coming up quickly, my dudes. Yeah, we gotta... That's on the 21st. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yes, sorry, Bob. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So tune in for that and stuff and things. Goodbye. Get out of my house. You're going to have to edit around this. My apologies. Blah, 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 blah. Come on, come on. Come on, me. Like, no. swamp thing. Sir.